We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What is... um? What, what is it that needs to be accomplished, do we think, tonight in these final games? I, I think Kansas-Harvard, Kansas probably just needs to win that game. They've looked so good lately. I'm not too concerned if they don't, you know, just come out and blow the doors off of Harvard. I think it's certainly possible the way they're playing right now. But for the Shockers, Texas Southern seems relatively dangerous to me. We know the swack is good. Usually Texas Southern's the best in the SWAC, and they've just played an absolutely ridiculous schedule so far this season. Um, I mean, when you see the opponents that they've played, it's just like, these guys are going to be ready. Like, this seems like a really dangerous game to me. Yeah, I think the difference between these two teams uh, is how much better Wichita State's defense is than Texas Southern's defense. Both teams are averaging about the same amount of points a game scored. Uh, but Wichita State is giving up far fewer points on average than Texas Southern does. It's about a gap of like 15 points uh, between the two teams. So that's probably where that point spread comes into play a little bit. I want to see Wichita State have uh, an out an outing tonight where they're able to really feel like they're playing complete basketball as we close out the non-con and move into conference play. For the KU game tonight, uh, I, I just think that they, they've they got to play one more non-conference game before they get into Big 12 play where they feel good and feel confident. Uh, th- you know, th- More than likely, they're going to be 11-1 going into conference play uh, and then feeling good about their squad as they get into Big 12 play. Let me just real quick, and we got Tim Fitzgerald. We'll get to Tim in just a second. So Texas Southern this year has played at San Francisco, at Texas Tech, at Houston, at Auburn, at Kansas – they played Arizona State and handed the Sun Devils their only loss, but their schedule has been just absolutely ridiculous so far. And a lot of people think they're the best team in the SWAC. We know what the SWAC did to the Shockers in Alcorn State. We'll talk more about those games in just a minute. Right now, though, let's uh, shift to K-State as we welcome in our buddy Tim Fitzgerald. He's got all the insight on what you want to know and maybe some of what you don't want to know. Here's K-State insider Tim Fitzgerald. Uh, All right, Tim, this weather sucks. Uh, Let's start with the important one. Tommy and I both team Long John in times like these. Are you team Long John, or do you think that's absolutely ridiculous? 
Oh, no, 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 no. Well, first of all, I'm team stay the hell inside. But if you can't, long johns are a must when it's sub-zero. Got to have it. Got to have it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, our our wives are lucky if they get to see us in only long johns walking around the house. Uh, I assume you Ooh. concur on that as well. Um, no, my, Tim, it's no. uh, you do. You concur. It's okay. It's we – we see K-State. Let's talk basketball first because they played last night and they wrapped up the non-con. Um, you know, they, they were – that was an interesting game because they looked like they had it in control at times and then Radford just sort of stuck around a little bit, maybe more than we had liked. But 11-1 and through a non-conference schedule that didn't feature a ton of great games, but a couple, two, three, four, uh, that I think you get a good read on. It's hard to imagine if we think back to this summer a better start than this this year for K-State basketball? Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, there was so much uncertainty about how they were going to put together a roster featuring 11 new players if they could fill all their scholarships, which they did. <clears throat> Only two returnees. You know, you, you go through the process, and they're signing a bunch of guys that you're not sure about. They're, you know, they, they've got some upside, but you know, maybe haven't proven themselves to this level. And then they add Keontae Johnson, and that kind of changed – maybe our perception of where they were going. And now that we've seen what they've put together, we understand that they, they went out and signed a, a, a roster full of athletes that are capable of competing at this level. Um, some guys have stepped up into much bigger roles than their previous stops if they were transfers. And um, it really shows that the staff has a good eye for talent because this is a pretty good basketball team. Where they fit into the Big 12 is a big question. Because they haven't faced, you know, anyone close to the top half of the Big 12 so far this season. I mean, even Butler, if you look at their power rankings, uh, NCAA net, they're they're a mid-level to bottom half Big 12 programs. So at least so far this season, and and that's their loss. So they've got a lot to prove when they play West Virginia on New Year's Eve, and we'll see if uh, they can hold up because West Virginia is also a surprising example. Tim, I had the game on yesterday afternoon, and just in watching it, um, the the Wildcats really leaned on Naquan Tomlin. 26 points in 33 minutes, 11 of 18 shooting from the field, and he added nine rebounds. What do you take away from what Tomlin has been able to do in the non-conference and specifically yesterday against Radford? He did some things against Radford um, that just I I haven't seen. I just haven't seen a K-State team, uh, anyone do this. Um, he had a dribble penetration. He came down the baselines, cut into the lane. We all thought he was going to shoot an eight-footer, and then, you know, all of a sudden he just dunks it over everyone. It was it was impressive. He caught a one-handed, you know, alley-oop pass behind his head. Um, you know, it was a bad pass. He reeled it in, and in one motion, dunks it with one hand. He, he gets so far above the rim that uh, he's just a blast to watch. And, you know, let's keep in mind, he also hits the three-pointer against Nebraska that kind of sealed the win for K-State. So he can do a little bit of everything. And keep in mind, he did not play high school basketball. This was a young man that grew late, um, played on the playgrounds in New York, but he didn't play organized basketball until he went to junior college. And uh, he's still learning the game. He's still learning his game. Um, and he's learning that the way he has to play at this level because even in junior college, he was able to cruise based on his athletic talent. I mean, we're talking about a 6'10 guy that can handle the ball and shoot the ball and 
certainly can jump out of the gym. His, he's got the highest ceiling um, in a long time at Kansas State. Well, it's going to be a blast watching him over his two-year career to see how good he can get. But I didn't think the 26-9 seemed you know, outrageous for him. Uh, this is a kid that's capable of scoring in the, the 20s any night. So it, he's going to be a real X factor for this team. Yeah, we've seen, you know, the consistency has come from Noel and Keontae, but we've seen other guys step it up, and we've sort of seen a really short bench for K-State. Do you suspect that will continue? We saw essentially six guys last night, which is sort of what we've been seeing right now. Do you think that'll extend out, or do you think this is kind of the way Coach Tang will roll this out there? Well, I think he's got it at, about eight right now. He's got a couple guys. Keep in mind, he's, he's redshirting three of the guys on this roster. Um, and he's got a couple guys on this team. You know, maybe seven is where he's at, but he's got a couple guys that he doesn't feel like are, are totally bought in to what they're trying to do, and so they're not seeing time. And he also has a, a freshman guard that he's not redshirting so that uh, they have some more depth in the backcourt. But I, I think right now the, the seven guys that played are probably the seven, you know, played the most minutes last night. It's probably the seven that he's going to roll with until someone else proves they belong on the court. Um, and I think that's a, that's a good rotation for them. Maybe one more guy would help, but you don't want to have a drop-off going to the bench, and he doesn't right now. Fitz, when we uh, keep going through basketball, one more and then we'll switch to football. Um is is eighth in the Big Twelve enough to appease us in year one? It's probably good enough to make the tournament. There have been some prognosticators put out that they think they might be nine teams in. So eighth is not last. It is two spots ahead of last. I think that's where you maybe look at the floor for this team potentially. Is that good enough after what we've seen so far? Um, you know, I think it really. The measurement here is um, postseason play. Um, any anything is better than what we've seen the last three years. Can they, if they get into the NCAA tournament, no matter what they finish in the Big Twelve, is a, a huge step. Does seven and eleven in the conference get them there? Probably not with this non-conference slate, as you mentioned. It has the slate that they inherited has not been challenging overall. Hasn't helped them out that much. Uh, but I think certainly if this team can get to 8 and 10 in the conference, uh, they'll be somewhere in the middle of the league and, and probably probably in the NCAA tournament as an 8 or 9 seed. So, um, you know, that I'm, I'm going to measure this by um, how they shape up in the postseason because this conference is as tough as it's been in a very long time on the basketball side, and that just says a lot about how good the conference is this year. Fitz switching gears to uh, football, it, it, it seems like time is moving like molasses as we creep towards the Sugar Bowl on uh, New Year's Eve, Alabama, Kansas State. We've talked for the last couple of weeks about the, the Wildcats' preparation, uh, getting ready for the Sugar Bowl. We know now that it looks like both teams are going to be uh, pretty much at full strength with um, the, their personnel in this game. Uh, as things stand right now, as we're you know, a little over a week away from the Sugar Bowl, um, what do things look like for Kansas State as far as the preparations are concerned? Well, there is a new indoor, which I imagine they've been thankful for based on the weather, um, not having to go as far to get to the old indoor. So 
they, they just started digging into preparations, really. I mean, the, the coaching staff was, you know, busy recruiting. This is such a incredibly busy time of year for anyone going to a bowl game. You're trying to recruit. You're trying to manage the transfer portal in and out. You're, you're looking at your guys that might have a bonus COVID season that want to come back. You're trying to balance all this. Well, not losing the fact that you've got a bowl game, and in Kansas State's case, you might have the most significant bowl game and opponent uh, in school history. So this is a, an enormous opportunity for the program. Alabama, as of now, looks like they're going to be at full strength, so that, that ups the ante quite a bit. But I found it intriguing. You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that always that tends to believe Vegas always knows something. Uh, and the fact that even after Alabama announced that everyone's going to play, the spread only went to six and a half. Uh, in favor of Alabama and I, you know, up from three and a half. So I, I found that fascinating. I think this K-State team can compete. They're fairly healthy, except on the back end of safety, which is difficult. And that's really where it's a challenge for K-State. You know, even if the, the ones can match up uh, against an Alabama, if they get into the depth as the game goes, it gets even more difficult for this team. But uh, we'll see. Uh, they're very confident. They feel good about themselves. They're big 12 champs. They've proven they can play at an extremely high level by beating TCU. Um, and they really have nothing to lose because I think the national perception is they're going to get blown off the field. What What was the better scenario for K-State? Getting Alabama at full strength and potentially losing or getting Alabama weakened and winning? Obviously, winning at them full strength is on the table. But of those two scenarios, which is what yeah. I think that perception is, what do you think is better? Well, I think winning is always better. but um, you know, I, you know, there's not going to be an asterisk that Alabama didn't play at full strength. And let me say it again: I, I'm not convinced they will be at full strength. I covered Bill Snyder long enough to know that, um, you know, some of these old school coaches like Nick Saban don't want you to know who's playing and who's not. I've, I've, I've seen Bill Snyder, you know, jump shoot through some hoops to make his opponent think someone's going to play when they're not. Um, uh, so I'll. I'll I'll be interested to see who actually steps on the field for Alabama and plays the full game. But, yeah, I mean, um, getting blown off the field is awful, um, even if they're at full strength. And uh, But if you play them close, I think that says something. But nobody wants to play close and lose. Like, winning is always the better option. So Fitz National Signing Day, obviously, yesterday, and uh, we got a chance to see all of the, the top recruits signing for uh, the Wildcats, of course, Avery Johnson and um, Will Ancio, Wesley Fair, and then, of course, several others. Uh, any big takeaways from what you saw yesterday as far as National Signing Day was concerned? Well, they finished strong. First of all, it was just an incredible year in the state of Kansas. So we get six players, three out of the Wichita area that you just listed, uh, was you know, really significant for the program. But they also finished strong. Um, you know, they added some guys. Uh, linebacker Asa Newsom came in at late, um, and, and you know he was a big game for them. Wide receiver Trey Spivey out of Arizona, and I got a six-four receiver. That's right, K-State fans, a six-four receiver. Uh, and finding that link that at receiver has been a real difficulty for the program for many years. But they they just kept adding guys, um, and it's a completely full class. Uh, they still have some pieces that maybe they want a little bit more out of out of this class. They might be looking for another running back, but that might come to the portal. They're, I honestly think they're waiting on Deuce Vaughn's decision. Uh, if if he's coming back, um, they'll probably go to the high school ranks. If they can find a guy out there, and if he's not, they'll probably look at the portal. 
this is a really good class for K-State. I think they ended up 29 last I checked last night uh, in the 24-7 overall rankings, which is maybe their best class ever. But, you know, Avery Johnson is, is a great topping piece to this class because he's just really special, not just as a player, but as a leader. Um, and uh, I think this, this class could be the foundation for added um, excellence from the football program. They might just really keep tracking up for many years. Let's talk about Deuce Vaughn. We've talked about the real chance he could come back. Do we know on he or any of these other key guys? I mean, I think we all generally feel like Felix is gone. Eligibility right. gets confusing with all the COVID years. But besides Deuce, <clears throat> of the guys who maybe do you have any indication that any of the other questionables could come back to make another run next year? Yeah, there's a lot of talk about Cooper Beebe wanting to come back and play with his brother in campus who was in this recruiting class. Um, you know, I I personally think it's it's great for K-State football if Cooper Beebe comes back. He, he's going to be one of the best interior linemen available in the draft. Um, and the shelf life of offensive linemen can be short in the NFL. Um, I personally would, you know, if I was advising him, and I took off my K-State hat, I'd say, go. you got to go. Um, and, you know, Deuce, I think Deuce is a known commodity. And um, he's not going to get taller. He's not going to get bigger. He's not going to get significantly faster. Um, maybe he'll get a little bit bigger, but um, his choice is also interesting. As for some of the other NFL prospects that, that might have a bonus year, a COVID year to go, I don't see anyone like Julius Brents or Daniel Green coming back. I think they're, you know, on on a list of guys that could get drafted. Julius Brents maybe fairly high as he's developed this year. There might be some offensive linemen or some other seniors uh, that might come back. But again, you got to stay under 85 or at 85, uh, and they're up against it right now. So um, if anyone coming back or anyone they they add, someone's going to have to leave going out in the portal. So we'll see how that all works out. Well, they got, you would imagine, probably still opportunities to bring guys in from the portal as well. Um, yeah. Is, will there be enough at wide receiver next year for Will Howard and this team to compete for a college football playoff? That's a valid question. I mean, um, they're bringing in one guy through the portal right now from Iowa, um, at receiver. Uh, they They've got some young guys in the program. They've signed some really good players in this recruiting class. You know, Chris Kleiman has not been shy to put a true freshman out on the field, whether it was you know, Deuce Vaughn or Will Howard in, in the COVID year 2020 or, you know, other guys along the line. He feels like he can help or they need help. He'll put you out there. I mean, they've got Jacob Parrish right now who might start at corner uh, in the bowl game if Echo Bordeaux isn't healthy. Uh, as a true freshman against Alabama, um, a guy that was you know, maybe a two, three-star recruit out of high school that, that might line up his first year of college football against Alabama. So if you're ready, he'll put you out there. And, and he's gone out and tried to find some guys that will be ready to step on the field. All right, Fitz, uh, we get one more of these before we get uh, the the Sugar Bowl, if my math is right. So we've got the Sugar Bowl coming. We've got the start of Big 12 conference play coming. It'll all be right there for us by the time we talk next week. Stay warm. Get the long johns on. Uh, I, I would say enjoy the cold, but nobody's enjoying this. This sucks. No, not this. This, this is not 
not right. This is not good. As long as I uh, anything at go power out. anything at go power cat that we need to you know if people are looking for something to do as they stay inside. What do you guys have up right now? Uh, we just put up a podcast, um, non recruiting podcast. We'll be recording the recruiting one later today. I'll have a special Sugar Bowl preview podcast. Not not our actual game preview. That'll come later. Um, and our start, our excuse me, our coverage from New Orleans will start the 27th. So the next time uh, you guys talk to me, I will I will be in New Orleans, hopefully in my hotel room at 10 a.m. Uh, and uh, not lost somewhere on Bourbon Street trying to find my way home. That's I think we all I'm know you're probably going to end up lost on Bourbon Street during that time. I, I know. I I bought some air tags for my dogs. I'm thinking about taking one with me. Uh, so that uh, my my employees can find me at any moment. That's not a bad idea. You just yeah, that's yeah. not a bad idea. That 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 you know you got to take care of yourself and and if you get lost and stumbling around, you know you're in a good place to do it. Somebody will bring you in, feed you some gumbo, and you'll be in good shape. You'll be fine. Uh, that's that's a good plan right there. As an aging man, I'm just I'm, I might get lost for days. So. We'll we'll get a we'll get a Go silver look. alert preemptively queued up and ready to roll. Uh, <laughs> lost Tim Fitzgerald, uh, last seen uh, with beads around his neck, with a bowl full of gumbo and a and whatever uh, shirtless yeah. in New Orleans. Please find. <laughs> we can help you. We we joke, but I'm ter- I'm terrified. I'm very scared. <laughs> all right, Fitz. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we, you'll be fine. You, you can, we can handle it here. All right. Uh, go to gopowercat.com. Check out the work there. Life of Fitz on Twitter. Appreciate it, Fitz. Talk to you next week. Thank you, boys. All right. There goes Tim Fitzgerald. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, talk a little of that college hoops coming up tonight with KU and Wichita State. Sports Daily rolls on on this Thursday. Ugh. Stay warm. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Jake Ballbrock, Tommy Caster, trying to stay warm. Uh, all right, Tommy, back to the Shockers and KU tonight. Uh, Texas Southern, you know, this is interesting. I laid out, and I'll do it again here, some of the teams that they've played. They went to San Francisco, to Texas Tech, to Houston, to Auburn, to Kansas. You're talking between Kansas, Auburn, and Houston, like top 10 type teams. We know how good Texas Tech is. We've seen San Francisco, know they're pretty good. Um, They only have three wins. One of those is against Arizona State. The Sun Devils only lost this year. I think that the perception on this, because people see Texas Southern with a 3-8 and record versus the reality of this may be a pretty tough game for the Shockers, creates an interesting scenario tonight. I kind of think this is one you just really want to see the Shockers play well and win, even if it's like a you know some type of slugfest. I would be okay with that because I do think this will actually be probably a pretty quality opponent. Yeah, don't sleep on Texas Southern at all. Johnny Jones is a really good coach. He's been around for a long time, coached at LSU, um, among other places. 
he's taken Texas Southern to the NCAA tournament in each of the last two seasons. Uh, and so, yeah, their record right now indicates three and eight. They've played a really, really difficult non-conference schedule so far, and we know what the SWAC has done against the Shockers earlier this season. So don't sleep on Texas Southern. Um, I'm with you. I feel like if Wichita State can go out and um, we've been asking for it for a while, we haven't consistently seen it. Um, we've seen it at times, but if they can play a complete basketball game, both halves, uh, and be able to beat Texas Southern and get to 7-5, and five, I feel like you, you wrap up the non-conference that way. Yeah, there were some missed opportunities, but I think that you can enter into American play feeling okay after wrapping up the non-conference. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, it's fine. Again, everything's relative here. Everything is relative to what this team is. And I, and I just... You know, I, I, I just still don't know what that is, Tommy. I don't know that we're going to know until they get into the heart of conference play um, because they are. I mean, it's all new still, and, and we've seen some things consistently like good defense but bad offense, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. This is a nice little test, I think, tonight before we get in uh, to conference play. It, the weather's going to stink. I don't know what the atmosphere is going to be like at Coke. Uh, attendance has been down. We all know that. So we'll see. But it's an opportunity for Wichita State to get in there and play a pretty good team. Kansas, on the other hand, I, I don't know. I'm having a real hard time with tonight's game against Harvard. We know Harvard's had some good teams over the years. 21 and a half points seems like a bad line for Kansas just because you're about to go into conference play. It's sort of the holiday week and all of these things. And I'm just like, man, 21 points. Like they're beating everybody by that margin right now, which kind of makes me think even a letdown could be a 15 point win. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time with that tonight. Um, I mean, it'll be awesome if Kansas continues to just play out of their minds like they have the last couple of weeks, but I don't know that I would expect it. And I don't really know what to expect tonight. As long as Kansas wins, I mean, I I don't have some, like, number, like, oh, they got to win by 20 to make me feel good tonight. No, I just think they kind of need to win and get on a conference play. Yeah, you know, Tommy Amaker, again, we talked about Johnny Jones with Texas Southern, and he's a good coach. And Tommy Amaker has been around for a long time, coached at Harvard for a long time. He's led Harvard to an 8-4 and four record so far this season. And, you know, they've played teams like um, UMass with uh, uh, Frank Martin is there now. They lost to UMass by three. Uh, they've played other teams like Siena, Loyola, Chicago, um, Howard. This is by far going to be their toughest test uh, in the non-conference. I mean, they, they've not played another ranked team so far. Um, so this will be the biggest test for, for Harvard, for sure. And, you know, we talked about it earlier this week, too. When the Jayhawks took on Indiana over the weekend inside Allen Fieldhouse, uh, they, at every level of the game, outclassed the Hoosiers. Uh, they played fast. They played in transition. They took really, really good shots, really efficient shots. They were able to penetrate, get shots at the rim, and then they were making their three-pointers. Uh, and then the defense was solid also and turning the ball. Yeah, they, they turned Indiana um, over multiple times in that game too. So, yeah, you want to see another outcome, another output like that um, for the Jayhawks in their final game in the non-conference also. But, you know, I, at least with this particular game, I don't get caught up too much in the spread necessarily. I just want to see them uh, continue the same sort of energy uh, that we saw them have against Indiana last weekend. 
Yeah, I, I do too. Um, I, but I, but I'm not gonna like. I'm gonna understand if it's if it if they don't. You know, like I'll I'll get it if it's not the same sort of energy. It's Harvard, and and I don't know about I. You know, I don't know if you've seen much of Harvard. I certainly haven't. Uh, six and seven o'clock tips, by the way. We'll go over the schedule of things a little bit later. Uh, but let me just pull up Harvard's schedule here, and and you know, early in the year, like there's not anybody on there, right? That that's going to give us much to go by. Right. They, yeah, like I said, UMass is probably the their top high profile opponent that they've played so far this year. It's a three point loss there. Yeah. Uh, so how much do you take to that or their loss to Fordham or their loss to Louisiana? None of their wins. I mean, Loyola right. Chicago's head team. So I don't know how good Loyola Chicago is. Like, I don't you know, like we can pretend like we're watching some of these teams play. And we're not. Nobody is. So it's hard. It's hard. That's why I can't wait for big, for uh, Big 12 basketball and conference basketball because now it's like, okay, now I have seen these teams play. Now I can get a real good yeah. gauge. But I haven't seen Harvard play one second right. this year. I think the other difficult thing with both of these uh, two games tonight, and it's not just – this is not an issue with just Kansas or Wichita State, and it's talked about every single year. It's with every team. You're playing games uh, the week of Christmas, and students are gone. They've gone right. home for the holidays. Um, the atmosphere, you know, isn't quite the same. Um, now, I'm sure that they'll they'll still be a good crowd despite the weather, uh, at least at Allen Fieldhouse. I don't know quite as much about, you know, Coke Arena for tonight's game against Texas Southern, but um, it, it's not going to be the, the same kind of atmosphere that we no. typically see because of, and it happens with every team across the country. You're playing three days before Christmas. This sort of thing is going to happen. I heard Bill Self talking earlier this week, and we ran some of the sound. He... He is pleased with the way Grady Dick has developed defensively. Um, and and I think, and we talked about some of that with Haney yesterday, but it's been really interesting to see because nationally, and we knew this was going to happen, right? There's this perception because Grady Dick is such a good shooter and because he has the unique ability with his size and athleticism basically to get his shot whenever he wants it, um, that that would be all that people thought of him. We, of course, saw him at Sunrise um, when he developed into the Gatorade you know, National Player of the Year and his ability to get above the rim and some of the wild and crazy things he did around the basket. And so it has been interesting, and we're starting to hear Bill Self now talk about some of that stuff, that that was the perception. They don't want that to be the perception. But the other part of it we never really talked about was the defense, was the defense that he could play. And that's coming around. Like he is, he's starting to defend at a pretty high level. And it makes me wonder if that defense can get to the level his offense always has been by the end of the year, where he may fit into the grand scheme of things nationally. It's been interesting to watch. That is one little game within the game tonight that I'll watch. I suspect Jalen Wilson, by the way, tonight will go off. Um, but outside of that, I really want to see. Because I hadn't really paid just a ton of attention to it, like off-the-ball defense and that kind of stuff. But I really do kind of want to watch Grady Dick play defense tonight, um, whether you know whether the, the guy he's guarding or whatever is happening, just in general. Uh, Bill Self mentioned the get lost in the shot clock kind of late in a possession. So I'm going to lock into that just a little bit tonight as I'm watching to see that development and where he's coming along from that. Because if that comes to... He's going to enter the conversation, I think, as as an All-American and all these crazy fun type things. 
but it's coming. I mean, we can see it. You can definitely see it at the rim. Now, the other side of the ball defensively is where Bill Selfie says he's been so pleased. Yeah, he uh, has been long considered a lottery pick just because of his shooting prowess alone. Uh, and if he can continue to develop those other attributes of his game, especially defensively, and, and I'll be honest, there were a couple of games that were you know early on in the non-conference, first probably three or four games where I watched him play defense and wasn't overly impressed. And I don't think Bill Self was overly impressed either. Like there was a little bit of quickness off the dribble that he wasn't able to catch up. Uh, and that happened a handful of times. I don't think really any of those situations that I remember seeing ended up being uh, super costly for the Jayhawks at the time. So they kind of went, I think, under discussed. Um, but he has, to his credit, had the work ethic to work on that in practice. And there's been, and I've noticed it, a noticeable change in his defensive game from then to now. And that's a testament to his work ethic. It's a testament to Bill Self and working and developing Grady Dick in those ways. Because, it, you know, if I'm seeing it, I'm not a basketball expert. Bill Self is absolutely seeing it and working with him on developing that part of his game. So he's already been considered a lottery pick just because of what he can do in shooting the basketball. But the other parts of his game rounding into form, um, he's he's a dangerous player. And uh, if he can make that happen on both ends of the court, uh, man, the sky's the limit. Yeah, it'll be it will be one of the stories. And the thing is too, like at, at sunrise, of course, he played players at the caliber that he's seeing now, but not that had been coached at the level of right big time college basketball where they do know how to do some of those things. So uh, it, it's been a fun little ride there, story within a story. But that that'll be something we can watch tonight. I, I do think one thing on a I, I think Jalen Wilson will go nuts tonight because of you know, just the frustrations of Indiana and, and getting all those shots blocked and all that other stuff. I, I think he's probably going to feast a little bit tonight. I'll look at some. If they if they get into those numbers, I don't know what is over-under or anything like that's going to be, but I may be looking at that as an opportunity tonight. 869-1240 is the number to call. We'll come back. More Sports Daily. We'll take you through where you can see, hear, watch a lot of these games. You can hear a lot of them with us, KU and Wichita State both. We'll talk about all that as we make our way through the final portions of Sports Daily on a Thursday full of snow and nasty weather. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily, Thursday. Hey, I, I let my kids wake up, and I knew what was going on. My wife's at uh, the store, the HDO store this morning, trying to decide, like, how do you open? How do you bring people in? It's an insanely busy time because there's this holiday promo that we run, and, like, all these different things are happening. And my kids are here, and I'm here with the kids uh, before the radio, and I was like, just go look out the window. Go look out the window. And they see that snow and they just lose it. And immediately, and there was a mistake. They're like, can we go play in it? And I'm like, God, no. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Uh, they don't understand wind chill, though. They see snow and their eyes light up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's, I, I suppose, one sliver, tiny morsel of something good as that it'll probably stay cold enough that we will see some white on Christmas Day. Um and it'll it'll quickly warm up. Like we're in the fifties next week, which is the other thing that we can all look forward to. This will be a short-lived nastiness. Please stay safe out there, everybody. Uh, and uh, we're all jealous if you get to just stay inside and stay cozy all day. Uh, you're you're the real winners today. A um, couple of little just notes here, Tommy. One, Iowa. If you missed it last night, I did until this morning. Suffered the biggest upset. In men's college basketball, at least in the last several decades, apparently, to Eastern Illinois, who was a 31.5-point underdog. Um, Owen 558, according to CBSSports.com, were 30-plus-point dogs in their last 558 matchups. But that's pretty wild because it's Iowa's pretty good, right? Like, this isn't some middling team. Iowa's got pretty big aspirations this year. Yeah, I can't imagine Fran McCaffrey is very pleased uh, this morning. Um, that's not good. I did see. I didn't. I didn't follow the game. I just saw the report that they had lost. But I did see a tweet that um, just kind of made me chuckle. Uh, apparently, like in the second half, a fan made their way uh, down the stands to the bench to express his displeasure with the way that Iowa was playing. Uh, it was quickly escorted out by security. That's how bad it got uh, yesterday for the Hawkeyes, <laughs> where fans are coming down from the stands to tell the team how terrible they're playing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and you know what? It's one of those things where now it's in the record books, and uh, you can always point back to 
the answer to a trivia question who had the biggest upset ever in college basketball history it was it was Iowa on the losing end of that um so that happened uh so you know just just keep keep in mind as we watch these games and weird things happen uh we've got Jay Miller returning apparently according uh, to the Wichita Eagle to help run the new organization taking over the wind surge. He was a big part of the original ownership group until Lou Schweckheimer died. And then it, it got rocky and whatever happened, he left the team basically now, according to him and the quotes in that article, he's ready to come back and keep some promises. So I think that's probably good news uh, for the surge. Catch some of that early momentum back would be a welcome thing. I think for a lot of fans. Yeah, this is big news. This came out. Um, I think, what, maybe like 20 minutes ago from the Wichita Eagle, uh, that Jay Miller will be returning as the president of the wind surge, uh, confirmed by himself directly, um, and that the, the new ownership group, uh, what is it, Diamond Baseball Holdings, uh, reached out to Jay Miller, asked if he wanted to come back. He said, when do I start? Uh, and so, yeah, he was a, a, a monumental part, along with Lou Schweckheimer, in, in bringing this team to Wichita, getting Riverfront Stadium built, uh, getting the team off the ground, and then, of course, a lot of other things happened and uh, left for a while. And I think this is a, a good thing and good news for the wind surge and for the fan base to have somebody like Jay Miller, um, who was very well, very closely connected to Lou Schweckheimer, to come back to lead this team. Yeah, uh, that we'll see that. The other note that has come up in the last couple of minutes, Wichita State sending out a, a statement or, or release, basically just information that the game's still on tonight. Be careful. Um, they'll get the sidewalks cleared. It sounds like it's, it's just, I, that doesn't surprise me. It's kind of hard to just cancel a game now. I think, you know, everything's going to be a little bit weird today and, you know, it's it cold. We don't know what to expect in crowd. We're probably going to get a lot of empty seats as people are trying to stay safe and stay away. So, uh, they are going to play, you know, what the best way to, to handle that is Tommy turn on the shockers and Mike Kennedy and just listen and be yeah. cozy and comfy. If you can't get to the game, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, you can safely get there if you give yourself enough time and those kinds of things. But uh, that is still on. We just we yep. for, don't expect any cancellations there or in Lawrence for Kansas. Um, they'll play them and, and just they may get smaller crowds. Yep, and I mentioned it at the top of the show, Wichita Thunder Hockey tonight. Uh, that game you is guys on are the on. scheduled as well. Right, we're yeah. on. Yeah, we're on. Um, we, we played last night. So it's Rapid City, um, and it's a three-game set against Rapid City. So we played last night playing again tonight and tomorrow night. So three games and, and three nights. Rapid City's in town. The teams are going to play. Um, right. So it's not like the, the game's going to be canceled or anything. So it's happening. Um, I, we fully expect kind of the same thing, I'm sure, that Wichita State expects, that a lot of folks probably aren't going to want to venture out for it. But uh, uh, the game will be on. So if you want to come out to Interest Bank Arena, be safe, take it slow. Uh, but we'll have hockey for you tonight. Well, look, I, I, we've all a lot of people will have been cooped up all day. Uh, it may be ready. And we know that the, the road crews and, and everybody are out working hard. It's reaching those temperatures where there's not a lot you can do. But, you know, but my my wife's from San Diego and then lived in Montana in television and then the Texas Panhandle in here. So she's relatively used to it. But it's still for my God, just drive slow. Yesterday, when it got nuts, it got nuts because nobody knew it had changed over in yeah. that moment. And everyone was driving too fast. If you slow down and, and just kind of stay to the side roads. Even if you slide out and hit something, you're not going very fast. Like that, just yeah. slow down, everybody. It's not worth it. Hey, look, I'm a firm believer that the winter weather 
is not typically the cause of the accidents, right? It's people driving too fast and not giving enough space between them and other vehicles. You take it slow, typically you're going to be okay. So if you got to get out today, just make sure that you're going slow, that you're giving enough space between you and the vehicle in front of you, uh, and you allow a lot of extra time to get to where you're trying to go. Slow it down. We, you know, we can't shut everything down every time it gets cold, so we got to be as careful as we can. 869-1240, we'll come back. We'll tell you what's on tap. A lot going on on the Family and Networks here today. We'll tell you all about it next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.